and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a community for Australian women in small business to connect and support each other. In this podcast, we bring you the real stories of women in small business. We discuss their unique journey to small business success. We dig deeper into their story, the challenges they've faced and the support that has played a vital role along the way. And they share with us their business expertise and knowledge so that you can do the same. It's time to chat candidly about creating and building a business on your own terms. Hi ladies, thank you for joining us today. We have the lovely Debbie Eglin today. Hi Debbie, how are you? Hi, really well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And for everyone watching or listening, Debbie is the founder of Productivity Hub and she helps small business owners achieve the lifestyle they crave through business systemization. Now, Debbie was working in corporate admin for over 20 years and realised that while business systems and processes are so unloved, they are an absolute necessity for business productivity and growth. Mm-hmm. And so she's translated that to the small business market. And today we're very fortunate to have her with us. And she will be sharing with us how we can improve our workflow to create a truly productive business. Debbie, I love the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such a massive thing in business nowadays, especially for, for small business owners that, that are wearing all of the hats. Exactly, exactly. So my very first question is going to be a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, how can we be more productive in our business in a practical sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess something that, that comes through strongly with the majority of my clients is, is time management and just how they can manage that finite resource that we all have of time. You know, there are only so many hours that we can work. So, you know, so really how do we get the, the most out of that? The, I guess the, the biggest thing I say to clients is absolutely cherish your time. You know, it, it, it is so important. So focus on that 20% of things that you can do to, to really push your business forward. Try not to get distracted because, oh my goodness, it's so easy to get distracted with, you know, the next shiny thing, a cool little app that's come through or, you know, maybe a cat video. Exactly. Those cat videos that people send you. you (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so really cherish, cherish that time. Turn off your notifications. Um, you know, the little pings and all of those things, you may only think it takes a second that you're going to glance at it and think, oh, I will do that later. But in actual fact, it's, it's a lot longer than that because you're taking yourself out of the zone of what you're focusing on at that moment. And then it also takes time to get back into that. So if, if you know, you're noticing those pings even, you know, 10 times an hour, that's a massive amount of time that's being wasted just by distractions that absolutely don't need to be there. Um, so absolutely, that's, uh, that's, that's a big one. Um, delegate and outsource, of course. Oh, I like that one. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Um, effective delegation and outsourcing, you really need to have your processes down pat and have them recorded in some way, you know. It, it really is very easy to get these out of your head nowadays and just down either in video or in paper. Um, it doesn't need to be a, a huge task to get that information um, out of your head. The other thing that I practice religiously in my business is really matching my tasks to my energy levels throughout the day. 
So we all, you know, have peaks and troughs of when we're, you know, feeling creative and strategic when our brain is, is really on fire and those times of day that we have the lull. So I absolutely practice that so that for me, first thing in the morning, if I can do 6 to 8 a.m. Um, with no distractions because there's no phone calls, you know, nothing else is happening, I can get through half a day's work. It's because that's when it's my peak time and I can really dive deep into my thinking stuff. Um, you know, sort of towards the end of the day, my brain starts shutting down and I'm, I'm no yeah. use to anyone. So, you know, that's when I just do those easy kind of everyday tasks that really don't require a, a deep amount of thinking. So by doing that, you're, you're really leveraging your time to suit your own circadian rhythm. Um, you know, and it, it's really easy to do just get a bit of paper and just sort of write out, you know, times of day when you're feeling sharp on fire and then times when you see those lulls and then simply just match your tasks to that time of day. You know, and everyone's my, different, aren't they, as well? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, my husband, for example, he can, you know, do a day's work and then 7, 8 o'clock at night, he is on fire. He can go to his office and write a tender. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, where, you know, where, where I'm is I'm on that? the couch at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> absolutely. I'm in my pyjamas. I'm, I'm <laughs> done and out. Absolutely. So that's right. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that spruik, oh, you need to get up in the morning. And, and do all this but it, it doesn't suit everyone so you've really got to find you know your own energy levels and your own rhythm and just really map out what works for you and also try and map if you're client facing try and map your client work to suit as well it's interesting um, because I know with personally, um, if I have a day of, well, if I have meetings that I know are coming up, I try to schedule them all on the same day. So I know that that day I'm away from the office. Mm -hmm. And so rather than me coming back to the office in the afternoon and not being able, because I'm exhausted from traveling or whatever else, not being very productive, I try and just schedule them all back to back and just know mm -hmm. that day's wiped out from sitting down in front of the computer, mm -hmm. but it's got all the meetings back to back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's another great tip, Danielle, is batching your tasks. So, you know, for, for a lot of people, um, you know, when you're, when you're doing repeat tasks, so if it's, you know, invoicing, for example, or creating your social media content, if you're doing a whole month at a time, or if you're doing all of your invoicing at a time, you get into a rhythm and you can be more effective and more efficient with that task. So that's another great tip is, is just to batch like tasks at the same time. Um, I guess the, the last big one for me is, is really using technology to your advantage as well. You know, we are so fortunate as small business owners nowadays that we have access to all the great tools that are very cost effective that, you know, even just sort of five or 10 years ago, only the big multi, you know, multinational corporates had access to. But we've got access to that. We've got access to all of the features and automation. So really get the right technology into your business as well and, and learn how to use it and, you know, use it to your advantage. So with that, you know, using things effectively into our advantage, mm. um, one thing that I know that I struggle with is, you know, filing away documents and um, being able to retrieve them when I need them. I put some lovely names on files that mean something to me and then I go back and what is that for? Who, what is that for? Um, and then when I'm trying to actually look for something, I can't find it as well. So is there a way to, you know, easily and effectively create a file system 
um, and also one that we can share with others. Mm, absolutely. It's, yeah, I cannot tell you how many of my clients struggle with this. And, you know, I, I guess because I have the background, it surprises me because, you know, for me, I'm very fortunate. It, it comes very easily, but I know that so many people struggle with this. Um, essentially, get a very simple filing system and stick to it. So, you know, for me, I have, I don't know, maybe five or six main files, and that will be, you know, business plans is, is one folder. And in there, I put my strategy, my ideas, maybe coaching, education, all of those sorts of things. And each of those elements are in a subfolder. Now, I guess a good trick is not to overcomplicate the naming of your folders. You know, say what's on the box, just, you know, business planning or, you know, workshop, marketing, June. So not, so not business plan final, business plan final, final. <laughs> no, no. What, what you can do there is use version, version control. And it really can be as simple as business plan V1 and maybe February 2018, V2, June 2018. So just keep it as simple as possible. Um, you know, maybe, maybe think of it as if, you know, if your 15-year-old niece needs to come in and help you with the business, are they going to be able to come in and navigate your filing structure? because it should be as, as simple and clear as that. Um, you know, try not to use all of your special names and, you know, and don't overcomplicate it. Um, the, the other tip that I have is where you have like folders, make sure that you have the same filing structure within those. So for example, under our client folders, we'll then have the year, um, you know, which may or may not work for your clients, but we have clients that we work with basically for six months or so. So we, we identify it by the year and then the client name. And then within that, we have a defined structure. So it will be project name. Within the project name, it will have quote, it will have pre-session, it will have session, it will have templates. So it's very structured and every single client folder is replicated in that way. So you could have that sitting on your desktop and just copy that into each folder as you create it. Absolutely, absolutely. Another really easy thing is just get a post-it or something, stick it up on the wall. That's your filing structure. So it's a very easy visual reference. You don't have to, you know, sort of run around where is, you know, where did I put that filing structure? It's a quick glance. And then you can say, great, yep, that's going to go in clients, 2018, bang, away you go. So just keep it as simple as possible. Um, and think of it as your old paper filing system. You know, I mean, I, I think pretty much everyone's kind of good with a paper filing system. Um, but when it comes to translating in digital, sometimes that's where the complication arises because it's not physical. They can't, you know, feel it and touch it. Um, yeah, so just as simple as possible is always best. And so in keeping with that, should mm. we go through all our old files and, and put them into this new file structure? No, God, no. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Look, I, I believe it's a complete waste of time. There, there is no point in spending hours and hours going over your old files, which quite frankly, you will probably never access. So just draw a line under it, set up your new system. Um, I'm more than happy to share my filing structure with, with your listeners and, and watchers so that, you know, they've got something as a template to work from. But just draw a line under it, start as you mean to go on. And then if you do need to retrieve the old files, just do a search under your archive. Now, depending on 
where you're storing your files. You know, certainly if they're in cloud-based storage, then you can do search and you can search under, you know, keywords for say the file name or even keywords that are within the document. So it can be very easy to just go in and retrieve these old files and then again, just start as you mean to go on. The other thing is create templates where you need a template. So make sure it's the, if you're using Word, it's the dot, 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 D-O-T, not a dot, doc, and then you're going file, save as. Because yeah. you will lose documents, you will lose your formatting, it will just be a horror show. So, you know, just be smart with, with little things like that and they will serve you massively. And I, the biggest concern, I guess, that I hear, or the most frequent concern I hear is, my inbox is overflowing. Um, it's interrupting my workflow. I, you know, I'm reactive instead of proactive. I hear the ding and away I go. What can we do to ensure our inbox is clutter free? Mm. Gosh, so many things. <laughs> so, so many things. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it's, um, you know, the inbox is, it's, it's an interesting beast, isn't it? It's, uh, it's a great tool. But, um, you know, I, I, feel, I feel it's a little bit outdated, actually, email, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to communicate nowadays. But in, in order to keep your inbox clutter-free, I'd say the first thing is know how to use the features and automations that you have within that software. So if you're on Office 365 or Google Apps, you have a multitude of great features that you can do. You can automate like types of email to go straight into a folder to perhaps read later. You can snooze things so if a client has sent something through, but you know you don't need to attend to it for another week, you can just snooze that email for another week. Seven days later, it will just pop back into your email. So, so look at the features that you have available with your email client and learn how to use them and, and see how, you know, how they're gonna be, um, how they're gonna work to, to your advantage. Um, the other problem that a lot of clients have is they get junk. You know, they've signed up to this, to that, to everything else, and they just keep receiving these marketing messages and it's the ding and it's the distraction and it's another thing to delete or clear or whatever. It all takes time. It all takes time. And, you know, it's interesting just how much time it takes. I mean, I, I know of clients who waste two hours a day in their inbox. Like, oh my goodness, what can you be doing with that two hours that's going to help your business and not just clearing out junk, you know, from, from your emails. So personally, I never sign up to anything with my business email address. It's a golden rule. I don't do it. What I do do is I have a Gmail address, which is very clearly my name, that I will sign up to things that I'm interested in that I actually want to read. If it's things that I want to maybe just receive once and know that I never want to hear from that person again, I use my junk email address. Now, for some people, the thought of managing three different email addresses might just be overwhelming, you know, and too much. So there are other things that you can do. You can, um, depending on your email client, you can use a little um, app or program called Unroll Me, and that's unroll.me. And essentially what it does is it trawls through your email and it picks up um, those marketing messages and it will roll them all up into one email to you and then it will just give you a choice. It's got three little buttons next to it. 
So on each email, you'll have the choice to keep within your inbox. So that will just automatically come into your inbox as normal. The other one you can do is unsubscribe and you click on unsubscribe and it magically does what it needs to do in the background. So you don't need to physically go to their website, unsubscribe, all of those things. The other option you have is to keep it within the rolled up email. So if you choose to have say five marketing messages from that email kept, then the next time they're sent, you'll just receive those five in that one email. So it just means that you're reducing, you know, five to one. The other thing you can do then is then start automating that email to go into a read later box or a read later file. So it will just bypass your inbox. So, you know, day to day, it's not going to be distracting you, but it's still there for you to read. You know, when you're on the couch, maybe with a glass of wine or something, and you go, great, I, I do actually want to go through and read, read those articles, look at those offers that have come through. But it just means it kind of takes it out of your day-to-day -day and, and doesn't, you know, give you that, that distraction. Um, turn off notifications, of course, we've spoken about that. Just get rid of those babies. Um, for, for some clients as well that were becoming a little bit of a slave to their inbox, we've set up that they only review their email at certain times a day. So you might say, okay, I'm going to review my email three times a day. Other than that, I'm actually going to close it down and get rid of it. You know, for some people that can be a little bit confronting because, you know, we all love to, to see who wants us and who needs us and, and all those sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, some, someone's interested. Oh, quick, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, I feel needed. I feel wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, you know, if, if you feel that your clients are trained to expect an immediate response, but you want to give it a try, that you're only going to look at your email three or even four times a day, then just put a little um, auto notification on there just going, oh, hey, I'm just um, trialing, I need, I'm you know, looking at being more effective on my email. These are the times I'm going to be viewing. If your email's urgent, send me a text. And then that will- A lot of people do that. I've seen that a lot and that's yeah. acceptable. Yeah. Look, I, I absolutely think so. I absolutely think so. Um, you know, I mean, like I say, for a lot of people, they're spending way too much time in that email. You know, I mean, for some people, it's, you know, every 30 minutes, they're clicking in and, and looking and, you know, very quickly adds up to, you know, an hour, even if you're only spending 10 minutes or so in there, that's an extra hour a day that you could be doing, you know, working on, on something else within your business. So speaking around email and communication, mm. um, you know, I guess systems come into place a lot when you may be, you know, in a team of 20 or more people. Um, but as a small business owner where there may be a team of maybe, I don't know, two to five people, mm -hmm. how important is that communication and streamlining it? Yeah, I believe communication is key because if people if people know what they need to do, what's expected of them, then they're not going to be coming to you and asking. So, you know, they're not going to be interrupting your day. So, you know, as much as possible, get that information out there. We've, I've got a team of three, um, two of mine are, are overseas. So I guess we, you know, we, we have a, a few different ways that we communicate every day. We'll have a zoom meeting just so we're, you know, chatting, a bit of water cooler stuff to, you know, make sure everyone's happy. And then, okay, what's happening for the day? What are your priorities today? Do you need anything from me? 
So we, you know, we'll have a team meeting. It can be anything from 15 minutes to, you know, half an hour, sometimes more. Um, but it's just really setting everyone up in the right way. So everyone's got what they need to, you know, to go through. We've also got um, an intranet. Now, it sounds pretty fancy, but honestly, it's not. It's, uh, if, if you're using Office 365 or Google Apps, then you can set it up very, very easily through um, the account that you have. So for Google, it's a Google site. And then for 365, it's a SharePoint site. And essentially, all it is is an information portal. So it's the go-to place for your team to find out you know, what your procedures are. So when I'm doing X, how do I do it? Um, yeah. There might be a video there, for example. There may be some news in terms of what's happening in the business, what the focus is for this quarter, um, you know, any new clients that you're bringing on board, all of those types of things. Um, it can also be the go-to place for your templates so that you know everyone is going to be using the right document at every time because there's only the one place to get it from. You know, they're not going into the filing system that might be a little bit messy where there's five different versions and, you know, they're, they're pulling up the wrong one. So an, an intranet or information portal can be massively helpful because it's the go-to place. Everyone knows that that's um, where they can get what they need. And they're all on the same page. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess the other two main communication um, avenues that we use are we use a messaging system just for quick, hey, I've just got a quick question, rather than email because, you know, we need to move yeah. off. Yeah. We need to move away from email as much as possible. So for us, we use Skype simply because we all had it installed and it works well. And we just use Skype yeah. for, for the messaging platform. We can use something like Slack. Exactly. Lots yeah. Of options out there. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And you know, and they're they're free. You don't have to pay for this stuff. Um, there's a lot, a lot of free options out there. Um, the other main one for us is we have a conversation area within our project and task platform. So we use Asana to manage our tasks and projects. And against each task and each project, you can have a conversation. You can make comments, etc. So. You know, if I've assigned a task to one of my team and they're a little bit unsure or, or they need some clarification around something, they'll pop a question in there. Um, when I get to it, I'll just go through and respond. So it means that they, my, my answer and my instructions to them have immediate context because we're in the task, we've got immediate context there, we can upload an image, we can, you know, upload a file, all of those sorts of things. So it also means that um, we're not we're not waiting on real-time communication as well. So, you know, I may, I may be in a client session, they've got a question, um, you know, and then I can respond when, when I get round to it. So yeah, no one's waiting around too long. Exactly, and they're not waiting and going, okay, I actually need to talk to you, so then we have to get on a call, and then we talk for five minutes about the weather or, you know, or whatever it might be. It, it's short and sharp. And it, it's very, um, it, it's just really a knowledge transfer um, yeah. situation. So I guess, I guess for us, those are those are the main um, main channels that we use. Um, in terms of a little or another tip, is just make sure that your team understand what type of communication to use in which situation. Because, you know, if you've got people or if you haven't communicated that to people, they might still be reliant on email, which again is just, you know, creating that email lag that you've already got. So just share with people, this is how we work. This is how we communicate. 
um, and then you'll, I'm sure you will find that it will work a lot more effectively. Yeah, definitely. So you provide us with lots of tools and resources and things that we can use um, within our business to improve our productivity. But what about personal productivity? I know, you know, we said earlier how you like to work between six and eight in the morning mm -hmm. um, because that's your, you know, your golden nugget time. That's yeah. when it gets done. But what other tips can you give us around that, that personal productivity? Mm -hmm. So I, I guess... Um, you know, I guess what I'm going to say is nothing groundbreaking. It's it's sort of the, the tips that have been out there for, for many, many years. But I guess the reason they've been out there for many years is that they work. Um, so for me, I always make sure that I set my day up the night before. You know, so I'm, I'm looking in my, my task list. Okay, what am I working on tomorrow? Looking in my calendar, who am I meeting with tomorrow? Just so I've got a sense of what I need to do when I walk in. It also means that when I get into work in the morning, I'm not, you know, sitting around for half an hour planning my day. I'm coming in, I'm getting straight on and doing it and just getting on with it. Um, the, the other things that I do is I identify what my must-do tasks are. You know, those, those non-negotiables that you absolutely have got to get done before anything else. So I generally try and get one of those at least out first thing in the morning. And then that really creates that momentum because you're like, you know what? Big tick. I'm done on that one. And if you're anything like me, you tick it and then you cross it out just so you're like, yes, double, double tick there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. It really just gives you a boost. It gives you that momentum that you need to, you know, to really sort of start rolling into the day. Um, use your technology, obviously, because, you know, that, that will definitely keep you on track in terms of what you need to focus on, etc. And also, you know what, be realistic about what you can get through in the day. Because so many of us think, okay, I've got to do that, 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 that. Yep, yep, no, no problem. I, I know I've got five meetings, but I can still get it done. So let's be a little bit kinder to ourselves and, you know, and be realistic about what we can achieve because if you're not achieving what you set out to, then that creates a negative effect. You know, it, it, it kind of knocks you over a little bit. It, it just, you know, you don't feel good about yourself. So don't set yourself up to fail. You know, make sure that you can actually achieve what you want to achieve in that day. And then, as we said, you know, you really are going to get that momentum, which which just snowballs. It really, really does snowball. Um, what else can I share with you? Goodness me. What about when um, you're talking about being realistic? Hmm. Um, and so when school holidays tend to roll around i know that i always try to be realistic but by the end of it i'm a, a mess <laughs> so is there anything that you can share with us you know particularly during school holiday time mm. when you know obviously stresses not stresses but you know you want to spend time with your kids and do all these things mm -hmm. but you have a, a business to run is yeah there anything you can share around that i guess i guess the the biggest thing is just plan yeah. so you know don't don't try, don't think, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a day with the kids, but then go, oh, I just need to do this. Because, you know, again, you're kind of setting yourself up to fail and it's not fair on anyone. It's not fair on your family. It's not fair on you. So absolutely plan your days to work. Um, you know, for me, I've, I've got a school-aged child, um, you know, so I guess the last sort of 12 months has been a big change for me because I have got those holidays to contend with and, you know, and it's a different way of working. 
but you know we we just plan so it might be that he's at a day's camp or he's at a play date or you know those sorts of things and i know that that is my day to work and i can you know without without worrying know that i can focus on my business um set expectations um, not only to yourself but also to your clients that you know what it's school holidays i'm only going to be working two days um, and schedule, you know, schedule the project, schedule the work that you've got to meet that. Don't, you know, don't overburden yourself because, you know, it, it just ends up in, in a little bit of a disaster. Um, so definitely planning. Um, if you are able to, you know, to do that, if, if six to eight is your sweet spot, like it is for me, then, you know, then just say, okay, I'm going to work six to eight. I know that I'm going to get through you know, a couple of things that I need to get through and then I'm free for the day and I don't have to worry, I don't have to be distracted um, about it. You know, if the evening is, is your sweet spot, then then do similar, um, you know, in that way. So so just plan it and um, don't overburden yourself and, you know, be kind to yourself. It's uh, it's a hard one. It's a hard job, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. But, you know, set the expectations, plan as much as you can and then, you know, if things do come up, then, you know, reach out to your community and go, hey, can Johnny come and have a little play date for a couple of hours? I've, I've got a client crisis that, you know, that I need to focus yeah. on. Yeah, it's that support network around you as well. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And how about um, scheduling in some time? How does this work with productivity? I'm going to take some time off because I need to do some exercise. I'm going to walk around the block, clear my head. We feel like we can't do these things because we have so much to do, but is it so much better for us in a productivity, in a productivity sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, without a doubt. I mean, you know, if we're, if we're not physically feeling good or, you know, feeling at our peak, then we can't be expected to perform at our peak. I mean, that's, you know, that's sort of, that's obvious. So you, you've got to look after yourself. Um, you know, drink the water. I mean, look, I, I struggle with the water one, but I, you know, chug it down when, when I remember. Um, you know, just, just try and look after yourself as, as much as you can. Um, for me, I'm very fortunate. I have a home office. So, um, you know, when I need to take a break or if I think, oh, I'm actually procrastinating about this, I'll stand up, have a stretch, you know, go, go hang out a load of laundry because it you know physically you're moving around it's taking you away from your immediate environment you know you're, you're smelling the fresh air um so just just get yourself out um you know and have those breaks if we, if we think you know if I, if I was working in a in an office like in a corporate office you'd be having breaks you know every couple of hours for sure you'd be doing a coffee run or getting up and chatting to someone that's or, right the what you missed out on that water cooler conversation yeah. which breaks up your your thinking Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so definitely take those breaks. And, you know, if you're, if you're feeling under the weather, if you are feeling sick, then stop and give yourself permission to get well and get better because the, the quality of work that you're going to be putting out when you're sick it, is not going to be your best. And, you know, that can cause problems or, you know, yeah, if it's not your best and it's not your best. So just stop get yourself better and, um, you know, and then, then come back into it with, with a fresh mind and, and a fresh heart. It's, um, you know, it, it's difficult to say that when you say, you know, it's my business, it's only me. If I don't do it, no one else can do it. But clients will be forgiving. You know, the world isn't going to stop turning just because you're sick in bed. 
for a day or two days or, or something like that. So, And a lot of the deadlines, I don't know if you do, but I know a lot of the deadlines that I put out there, they're self-imposed deadlines. They can be moved with no real cause and effect. But um, it's just a mental thing that we think, I have to get it done, otherwise the world's going to collapse. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I guess that also comes down to the planning as well. So I always make sure that I have a buffer um, in the deadlines I share with my clients so that, you know, if I, if I deliver prior to time, then, hey, I look like a rock star. Um, you know, but it also gives me that buffer to make sure that I'm not going to miss that deadline. I'm not going to put that extra stress on myself. If, you know, if something happens, if I'm sick, if the kids are sick, you need to take the dog to the vet. I mean, you know, life happens. So if you, if you can build in that buffer, then it just gives you that extra layer of comfort, um, you know, and allows you to breathe. And, and not, you know, not be overwhelmed, not be stressed because, you know, you, you've got a few days up your sleeve. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time today, Debbie. Oh, my gosh, you're so welcome. I've, I've got a lot out of it. I'm just looking at my list here. So document management, email management, technology management as well, um, clear communication, streamlining that communication and that personal productivity, which is so important. Mm, so I've got my list of things that I need to do now <laughs> or outsource even better. But yep. um, I think it's really going to set, set everybody up for success. And that's what you need, especially if you're going to you know, scale your business and grow your business. These things need to be implemented now to make that process so much easier. Absolutely, absolutely. The, a business just cannot scale without having the right foundations in place. And you know, if you, if you can get your, your personal productivity in place and get your own, you know, your own time management in place and then get the right technology and document your systems, woo, you will fly. You will absolutely fly. Mm. Yeah, perfect. And anything that helps, you know, we all know running our own business is not the easiest of um, jobs, but we've all chosen to do it. So if there's anything out there that can help us then it's definitely the way to go. But I will definitely also be putting in um, in our show notes the file structure that you discussed mm -hmm. as well as the link to Unroll Me because I think that's going to be a, an important one as mm. well. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, if any of your community are wanting to, you know, to understand the types of technology that we use in our business that could potentially help them, more than happy to share the, the tools that we use. Um, just to sort of get them off the starting block and, um, you know, and look at implementing for themselves. Fantastic. That would be great. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to find out more about the Shine community for Australian women in small business, head to shewilshine.com.au. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the handle shewilshine.com.au. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. Join us next time for the Shield Shine podcast.